Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, the ESPN app and Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and we are presenting you NFL offseason rumors and drama, Justin Fields unfollowing the Bears and talking about it. Morning, Smalls. Morning, Cece. Good, Good morning. morning, Evan. So I'm flying back into New York yesterday, right? I was yeah. in South Carolina for the last week, coming back, and I'm on the plane, and the flight attendant comes over the loudspeaker, and she says, we're diverting your flight from LaGuardia to JFK because there's something wrong with our landing gear. Oh, wonderful. Five, five minutes later, okay. she says, yeah, we're diverting to JFK. Just so you don't get alarmed, there's going to be a fire truck on the tarmac and emergency services when we land. But there's nothing wrong. And I'm just sitting there looking at my wife and I'm saying, what the hell is about to happen to us? I said, "I, baby, I grabbed my wife's hand and I'm like, baby, if this is it, I love you. But like, I am nervous right now on what's going to happen. Because how can you say there's nothing to see here when there's a fire truck and emergency services on the runway that you're supposed to land on and they're diverting your flight from LaGuardia to JFK? So let's go over what should have happened in this spot. Now, because, you know, now we're in charge of aviation rules. That's right. uh, what should happen is we're, we're diverting your flight. We, we can't land at LaGuardia. We have to land at JFK. We apologize. Yeah. That's probably where you should end it, right? Yeah. So this was TMI by the flight attendant. I think so. But they may have to legally... They may be required to tell you that in that But do spot. you want to know is the question. No! <laughs> I don't want to know either. Are you kidding me? When I'm in error? No way. No way. I would panic. Well, I mean, if this is your last moment, you can grab your loved one that's with you. And... I don't want to know. You don't want to know? I want to be blindsided. Wanna I want to be blindsided. If you're going out like that? <laughs> if I'm going out like that, just let it happen. Let it happen? Let it happen. <laughs> oh, my God. It's terrible. It's so, terrifying. Uh, what is? Uh, let me take a step back. What right. is happening on this show this week? Michelle Smallman to, uh, yesterday was talking about us going down in a plane crash on a deserted island because we were talking about Survivor. Now you're actually, God Fair. forbid, presenting that you thought you were going to be in a plane crash I yesterday. Thought, I thought it was going down. I thought it was going down. Literally thought it was going down. I was terrified. Did you start texting and calling anybody else on the no, plane? No, my phone wouldn't work. I didn't it know, isn't it, the Why well, no, Wi-Fi? How's my phone going to work? Uh, sometimes. I don't, I don't have a satellite phone. <laughs> iMessage, right? Doesn't that work when you're flying? Uh, if, you, yes. if you're connected to the Wi-Fi, but I'm too cheap to pay the 10 bucks. Wait a second. I also will not pay the 10 bucks. I will not pay the 10 bucks. I won't, I won't do it. We have I won't a, do it. We have a bigger story, it. ladies and gentlemen. You're telling me you will not pay $10 no. for Wi-Fi on a plane? No. I won't either. And, and, and it ticks my wife off to no end. But what do you do the whole time? so annoyed. Listen to music. You have to Down, be Download TV shows? Bingo. So do I. Download yeah, prior. Be prepared. I, I don't know how you guys do that. If you're on a flight longer than an hour, you got to download the Wi-Fi. Or you pay for the Wi-Fi. No, no. You're, if you fly a lot, you're saving hundreds of dollars a year yeah, by not exactly. paying for the Wi-Fi. My flight, my flight was a couple hours. I, I had a few episodes of, of the show that prior. I like to watch. Boom. Download it. You watch it. By the time Easy. you're done watching the third episode, you're getting ready to land. That's right. Done. 
Easy button. Uh, I couldn't do it. I have to get the Wi-Fi. The difference here is I'll pay like $8 for a coffee, but I will not pay $10 for the Wi-Fi and air. (laughs) That is a very fair point. Getting on a plane at the Starbucks in the airport, they are taxing. (laughs) I mean, my goodness. Sometimes you need it, Starbucks in the airport? It's unbelievable how expensive it is. But sometimes you have no other options. It's like you're paying for a kidney. (laughs) It's unreal how expensive coffee is. Okay, I want to just... Okay, let's figure out what we've learned here so far. (laughs) Within two minutes into the show. There's a lot. There's a lot. I I don't know who I have a bigger issue with. The two you were the flight attendants on this. <laughs> so let's just understand. The flight attendants are telling you, hey, there's a chance we may, God forbid, crash, but we're probably not going to. Oh, oh, cool. Thank you. And you won't pay $10 for Wi-Fi. So which ones? Okay, I have to go to Bristol on this. New, uh, Vegas East. Nuno, Pat, Jovante. Bigger issue with the TMI from the flight attendants <laughs> or CC not paying 10 bucks for Wi-Fi. No, so I can't see that happened to me coming back from Vegas one day oh. and at JFK. And they were like, hey, we're going to come in a lot hotter. Don't worry. The tower is aware. Uh, this is the longest runway east of the Mississippi, so you'll be fine. And as you're coming down, all you see is fire trucks, cops, whatever. I think that you not paying for Wi-Fi. Well, hold on. You're with your wife, so you're having conversations with her, right? He like, just said yeah. he watched three TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> but still, but still, just in case. Plus, if she says she wants the Wi-Fi, he's getting the Wi-Fi. Well, she buys the Wi-Fi. She's got her own account, and then if <laughs> so I she's wanna, not talking to him. And if I want to check something out, I can just use her her laptop. I can use her phone. Yeah. So I mean, there's no point in both of us paying for the Wi-Fi. And just so people know, without getting too deep in detail, Cece's wife is a big time executive and actually has work to do on the plane. And I guarantee can, you and that. And she can expense the Wi-Fi. Oh, she can. And you can't. We can't expense the no. Wi-Fi. You think we, Disney and ESPN is going to pay yeah. for my Wi-Fi? For a I per- don't know. On a personal we flight? Right? No, no, no way. No. Wait a minute. If CC, no way. If CC <laughs> says he's got a $10 Wi-Fi to prep for the show, he couldn't expense that? Denied. Denied. Uh, yeah, no, nah, that ain't happening. That ain't nope. happening. No, no chance. I, I'm still new here, so I guess no, I... Like I, I... Well, I'm old here, and I can promise you they're not going to do that. Uh, Pat, which one are you over more? Are you over the flight attendant TMI or CC lack of payment for the Wi-Fi? Yeah, if we're going to explode... Don't tell me. Let's just go down. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what does it matter? I I can't do anything. I'm not flying the plane. Just take us down and uh, whatever. That'll be the end of it. I want to be enjoying like love is blind and not know what's happening. You know, I just want to be like, oh, I can't believe that these two are together. Boom, it's done. But here's what gets me, though, Smalls. If it's nothing to worry about, then why do you have to tell us? Maybe legally? That's what I'm saying. I feel like legal. Now, they have to tell you you have a different location. Yeah. Because, like, if you have your car at LaGuardia. Yeah. Or and if you've you got a connecting flight. Or if you got a. Oh, yeah, that's even worse. Think about oh, it. If you've yeah. got a connecting flight and you're landing at JFK and not LaGuardia. That's bad. You're going to miss that connection. Yeah, There's just no shot that no you shot. ever make that. No trying shot. To, trying to get past the Van Wick. Oh, that's, that's 45 minutes out exactly. of Exactly. I was just saying. So how long yeah. is it for people who are not familiar? 45 minutes, traffic. At what time? You landed right so, in the traffic yeah, area, I la- right? I landed right at 4 o'clock. Oh, you're done. Yeah, so done. I mean, if from JFK you got to LaGuardia no at 4 o'clock is an hour. Easy. Easy and you're to still, fly and there. Easy. No, and you're still in Queens. <laughs> and you're still in Queens. Yeah, you're in the yeah. same area. <laughs> same area there. All right, Jovante, which one is worse? TMI from the, uh, too much information for anybody that doesn't know what TMI means. TMI <laughs> from the flight attendant or not paying for Wi-Fi for CC. Yeah, I would say TMI for the flight attendant. Like, I don't know I could be headed towards my death. Like, that is kind of crazy. Like, <laughs> like, oh, you know, you might be dying. We don't know. Just be prepared for it. Like, are but, don't, you- but don't worry, though. 
Don't yeah, worry. Don't there's nothing to worry but about. But at least there's a fire truck on the <laughs> yeah, ground. Right. Don't stress it. It's don't stress it. You know what it is? Because I'm so radio focused at all times. It's like giving out a caller topic. Like, are you going to die or not die? 888-SAY-ESPN. <laughs> like, what are we doing here on that plane? By the way, you guys are right. I am wrong. I have received note from our boss, Justin Craig. He has already denied reinforcement for Wi Fi. That is that quickly. It's a great company to work for, but they're not going to pay for your Wi Fi on a personal flight. I don't know that they're going to pay for your Wi-Fi on a company. Yeah, yeah that, that's right. <laughs> uh, plus, the way Canty's best bets of the nights are going, yeah, I can see why he's not up. Canty and Giovante's best bets of the night. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, and we're going to rope in Pat on, on the best bets of the night, too. We need to hear from people that have worked in the aviation or airline industries if that's a rule that they have to actually tell you that information. right? Yeah. About Because otherwise, that's a horrible job. But I here's the thing. Even if you have to tell me, don't then come back and follow up with nothing to worry about like yeah, it's, a fire, to it's you. a fire truck and emergency <laughs> services on a runway that we were never supposed to land on don't don't sit here and tell me that there's nothing to worry about after the fact you know if they come over and they're telling you over the loudspeaker what's going down the least they could do is give you free wi-fi so you can i message your family <laughs> free, free wi-fi a free drink <laughs> <laughs> okay can i get the wi-fi code on a sauvignon yeah, blanc I mean, if, this I mean, exactly. if this is the end that's how i want to go out ladies let and gentlemen people know <laughs> ladies and gentlemen you are going down but the Wi-Fi password <laughs> is airlines two. Plus, we're going to come around with free rolled gold pretzels for everybody. <laughs> exactly <laughs> on the on the flight. Eight 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 say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. We do need to hear from people who have worked in the airlines or flight industry because we need to understand whether or not, by law, they had to tell CC he was almost going to die yesterday. Which is just a horrible thing it's to awful. do. You have to tell somebody you're flying into a, a different airport. That's obvious. Yeah. The Hey, you know, you're going to see a thousand fire trucks, ambulances, and we're going to have an emergency landing. Be all right. You're good. You're good. Right. You'll be all right. <laughs> That'd be even better if they said it that way. You'll be, You'll be all right. right. You'll be cool. No worries about it. 8 and 8 say ESPN. We need to hear from people on this as to whether or not uh, it is it is legal in this, or excuse me, illegal to not tell people in that spot. Matt in Atlantic City watching on ESPN2. What's up, Matt? Yeah, good morning, Evan, CC, and Michelle. So when I flew to London and I was on United Airlines, <clears throat> excuse me, they actually had a free Wi-Fi pass, so I do I did connect to that because you need that. It was a seven-hour flight. I was like, I'm not going to sit there and not have Wi-Fi. Right. Um, but I do want to give my power ranking list real quick from yesterday. So, and all three are powerhouses here. So my first one is going to be SBP, Scott Van Pelt. Okay. Mm. Uh, he seems like he would do, he would be very well outdoors with the inclement weather. He's got long limbs, very good endurance. My <laughs> second one is My second one's going to be Aaron Dolan from ESPN Bet Live. And I'll tell you why. Not only is she in great shape, guys, but you also know Survivor is a lot of mazes and puzzles and numbers. She's going to use her betting and analytics skills to get through the competitions. And number three, I'm going to go Mark Messier, the greatest New York Ranger. Rough, tough, powerful. But let me just say this. New York Rangers, first in the Metro Division, Trocheck, Zabanagen, and Kreider and them boys. Keep the streak alive, baby. Let's Hello. go, Rangers. All right. Hello. We got it somehow that. Rangers conversation in the Rangers. mix there. That's yeah. the, uh, who, best does, bet. who doesn't want to hear about a little Igor Shostarkin? Come on now. 
I'm sorry, what did you say? Never Very mind. good. Never mind. Very good. Never mind. Never mind. I'd like it's to hear more of that. During, head, <laughs> just like my flight. <laughs> over the Guardia. All right, we will hear from you guys out there at 888-SAY-ESPN. We need people that have worked for the airlines, industry, pilots, etc., to give us the rules and regulations as to what you're supposed to say to your passengers on a flight if you're not going down, but there's a hint that you may go down on that flight. A hint. A hint. Yeah. A hint that you may go down. Plus, coming up, Justin Fields had what to say about his future in Chicago, and uh-oh, he unfollowed the Bears on IG. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Lots of noise in Chicago right now around Justin Fields. We are Unsportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit progressive.com slash careers. All right, we're going to get calls in in just a couple of minutes here on this flight situation for CeCe Mm -hmm. and whether or not they are required to tell you that we may or may not have major issues and you may not live as a result of it. And I'm yeah, not it's sure. not just for me, though. It's a public service announcement, yeah. right? Like, it's for everybody so yes. we can be well-informed. So the next time they tell you not to panic, but there are fire trucks on the runway, you can gauge whether or not you need to be concerned. That's also a risky move because what if you say that over the loudspeaker and someone starts having a panic attack in yeah. air? Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. All right, now I'm actually beyond curious about this. Okay, yeah. Justin Fields in a, in a minute. Uh, Dave, <laughs> Dave in Florida, who's a pilot listening on Sirius oh, XM great. Channel 80. What are the rules and regulations? Do you have to tell the the customers that we almost may possibly have an issue here? Good morning, guys, and Happy New Year. Uh, so <laughs> yes, I think there's, there, there's not actually a rule uh, from from the perspective of, of the flight deck crew they're trying to make sure that they're taking care of all their checklists. And so as they're going through all the procedures and things, they notify the cabin crew because the last thing you want is as you're, you're approaching the runway, first of all, we're going to a different airport and you know, immediately people are going to start, why are we going? What's going on? And then they start to see fire trucks and that probably ensues more panic. 
Um, it sounds like in this particular KCC, they uh, they had some indicator they wanted a longer runway. The fire truck was really just a precaution. Doesn't sound like there was any major issue on, on your particular flight. Um, but there's there's probably more of a uh, uh, a passenger control issue really than a legal issue. So okay, so that's interesting. But they, I understand what he's saying. The idea of landing different airport with the fire trucks around would get yeah. passengers scared. Yes. Yeah. But there's got to be a cleaner way of doing it. Because what what exactly did they say to you guys? Well, they, they told us that we're going to a different airport because there's something wrong with our landing gear. That in and itself that, and is that scary. They, and that they wanted a longer runway. Because, you know, LaGuardia, there's only one runway. So, okay. I mean, there's only one place where people can land. Like, at JFK, there's tons of runway. There's nothing but space. So, they were saying that we're going to JFK because it's a longer runway and that there were going to be fire trucks and emergency services on standby, but there was nothing to worry about. I'm sorry, when you say all of those things together, yeah. there's something to worry about. There's a lot of angst, Evan. When I'm going to be highly concerned. <laughs> when I, I'm sorry. When I pull up to my, my kid's school and I see, there are two different schools now, elementary and middle school, and I see police cars out front, I immediately get very scared. I never actually go to the place of, oh, that's great, they have security here. Never. No, no, I always no. go to the place of what the heck happened here. Yeah. Because of what you just said. It's like, oh, my God. Like, you have that moment of that. Derek in Eugene on ESPN2, who is a flight attendant. Derek, what do you know about this information? Hey, good morning, guys. I uh, appreciate Derek. you having me on. Uh, from our perspective, I'll agree with the pilots up front. But from our perspective, it's about transparency. Uh, we're on there primarily for safety every day. It's a little bitty things that we try and keep you aware of that are going to keep you safe. A lot of people don't think of the little things, you know, putting your purse underneath your seat. Why can't I have it in my lap? It's a tripping hazard if we have to hurry up and get off of here. Uh, I've been on the ground in Memphis with a tornado on the ground, and we're boarded up. And now we've got to get everyone off. If I say tornado, people are running in 100,000 different directions. Uh-huh. But if I say people, good morning, wake up, stand up, I'm going to need you to exit quickly. You're going to have people reaching for the bags. Okay, let's try it again. I need you off my aircraft quickly. There's uh, an imminent situation on board the aircraft. Let's get off the aircraft and go somewhere where it's safe. And that, so it's about transparency, but keeping everyone calm because we need you calm if we do have to evacuate or get off the aircraft quickly. Landing, sometimes we we divert for all kinds of reasons, um, and we want you to be calm. The standard procedure is to have a truck landing in case anything is an issue. But I want you to know why you see that truck so you're not panicked. You'll hear my voice come over. Uh, it's quiet. It's calm. I'm going to let you know what's going on. I, I, nine times out of ten, it's nothing. But I want you to know what's going on so you don't panic and have one person set everyone into a stereo. Well, I hope you're working every flight I yes. take the rest right? of my life. Yes, right. My I'm God, Derek, there's somebody who's good at his job. Wow. That man has the most trustworthy voice I've ever heard in my life. I just gave him my bank account number. I don't know what just happened here. He now lives in my home. What just happened here with this guy? That guy's amazing. I I now will not fly unless Derek is on (laughs) Wow. I feel very calm and relaxed. I may unfollow Unsportsmanlike on Instagram oh, as a result boy. of that. Oh, here we uh, go. Like Justin Fields, who unfollowed the Bears on Instagram uh, over the last couple of days. And he was on the St. Brown Brothers podcast. That's uh, EQ and Amon Ra, two wide receivers, of course, in the NFL. 
And there's been a lot of controversy around Justin Fields. Here he is explaining on their podcast why he unfollowed the Bears on IG. Bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people, why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but like why, why are you not following follow the Bears? This and that. Like, I still mess with the Bears. This and that. I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I'm following the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with them. That's you know? true. That's true. That's fact. That's fact. But you, you follow <laughs> Shiana, right? Hmm? But listen, listen, man, yeah, that's, that's my bro. girlfriend though. That's different. But I'm saying like when you're single, it's you really mess with the girls you don't follow more than the girls you follow. You, you know feel me? Oh, like, so you're yeah, saying you mess with the bears? You're saying you mess with the bears more now that you don't follow them? Man, ah, like okay, that. okay. It's it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no football. And guess mm. what? All right. These young boys telling on themselves. They need. They telling on themselves. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what you're not gonna do is say that you mess with the girls that you don't follow on social media more than the ones that you do. Because but because now all of a sudden the ones that do follow on social media and the ones that you follow on social media are looking at you sideways when they see them random texts and DMs in your phone. Uh-huh. That that ain't the way to go, young fella. That listen, there, there's a right way to do the wrong thing, and sometimes telling on yourself like the podcast ain't the way to go. I'm just just putting that out there. But here's the thing, Ev. If you unfollow somebody on social media, but you're saying you mess with them, that's showing that the commitment level that you have with them ain't necessarily like the ones that you do follow. And that's where we're at with Justin Fields. Yeah, he might still rock with the Chicago Bears, but his commitment level ain't the same because they got the number one overall pick and his name has been circulating in all of the trade rumors. So he feels a way about what's going on with the Bears and he feels a way on the whole about the uncertainty of not knowing where his future is in the NFL and whether he's going to be a starter in 2024. So I think all of those things are leading to the frustration that Justin Fields is exhibiting by unfollowing the Chicago Bears on social media. That's the only way to read this situation. Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting comparison because if you unfollow somebody but you still mess with them, it's on the back end of things, right? Like the runway has gotten short and maybe it's... Side piece. Side piece. Though. It's it's yeah. not a as you said a, a committed relationship. No, if I'm gonna no. unfollow you, but I still mess with you, that means okay, nah. Something to do when there's nothing to do. Nah, you know it's not the real thing. So I thought that was an interesting comparison because by him saying he just wants it off his timeline, and that he doesn't know why people take it so seriously, he knew exactly what he was doing by unfollowing the Bears. He knew that people would know about it. He knew that we would talk about it. And then to say I don't know why you take it so seriously. Well, if all of this isn't bothering you so much, why'd you unfollow them? But here's the other thing, Smalls. Like, you control when you look at your social media, and yeah. you control, like, if you don't want to see it, just scroll past it. You know what else you could do? Mute the account. Mute. There you That's go. That's the thing I don't There's understand. There's that part of it. There, there are people that I like that during different times of year when they have takes on different things, I mute them. I do. I'm like, I can't listen to this person's take on this because I know it's going to drive me nuts, which is not healthy by me. Yeah. But there are ways of doing this that are probably healthier. But I got to go back to one thing. When do you decide to follow the person? In other words, when Justin, let's say Justin Fields gets traded to Atlanta, is it like a year in I'm going to no, follow? No, immediately. 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 So if you go on a first, like a real first date with someone, you have to follow them on social media? No, no, no. no, no. no if he's but, going to Atlanta, there's a commitment level there. Yeah. They're going to have a future together. That's when you follow. I, I think you follow, like, in terms of dating protocol, if there is a third date, and said date goes well, then you follow that person okay, after so you, the third date. I, fair. Is that not, fair? Fair. That's fair. All right, so it's third, because my wife and I third started date. dating way before social media was like a thing. Okay. You, you and your wife started dating. Yeah, we started dating five, 2018. 
Okay, so third date in, it's like, all right, we gotta, you know, we're gonna do the follow thing. Yeah, it wasn't before. No. Okay. Some people follow before, but that feels aggressive. Very aggressive. Very aggressive. What if you're feels like a little eager? What if you're <laughs> scouting out someone? Like in other words, what if he follow? What if Justin Fields today? Follows the Falcons. He wants to just see what's well, going on. Well, if y'all meet on social media, like if you meet through, the, DM, through the DMs, if you meet that way, then going that's different. The exactly. Yeah. exactly. Like, oh, Raheem Morris just DMs yeah. me. Yeah. Man. The, the Falcons start following you, Raheem Morris, yeah. Arthur Blake, that's Falcons team account. That's different. Oh, that's well, different. Then, then the follow might be okay. It might be warranted. Do you play hard to get? I'm not going to follow them back. No. They got to no, pick no, up that fifth year no, option no, for me to follow them back. If you're interested, you follow back. You follow back. Exactly. Exactly. Or at the very least, you like a couple of pictures. <laughs> at the very least, if, even if you don't give a follow, you like two or three pictures. What a play. Just, to, just to let them know, hey, uh, I see you. And that you, is I see you. You not. see me. Hey, we doing this day. So you're saying. No, no, no. <laughs> this is so interesting. So someone would yeah. follow you. You would not follow back, but you like pictures. So like theoretically, if Justin. Fields- don't look at me like that, Smalls. Don't look at me in judgment. I had a life before I got married. Leave me alone. I want to understand. I want to understand. No, I'm not going to follow back off the bat. But I'm you just saying. Like the exactly. I'm leaving the door open. I, I didn't, you know, like, uh, you know, listen, I answered the door. I didn't open it fully, but I left it cracked. You know, we'll see what happens from there. So I'm not fully into this, but I like what I see. I like what I see. <laughs> I want to see more. I want more. I want more. That is me inviting more. Okay. That's, that's what you do. So today is Thursday, very quickly. Mm. If the Falcons were to post a throwback Thursday with Michael Vick or Matt Ryan or something on there, and Justin Fields likes it, but doesn't follow the Falcons. He's interested. He wants to see more. I want to see more. (laughs) We're unsportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com this is the unsportsmanlike podcast on espn radio cc quick thing on the story that smalls just discussed for you as a lakers fan lebron plays in the all-star game not playing back with the with the lakers i don't know what's right the first time we've seen that from i know but what is the right move in that spot because the, you play in the All-Star game, theoretically, that's for every fan. You sure. play Your games are for your fans, even though it's him, so it's for every fan, too. Sure. But it comes off almost as if you're prioritizing All-Star game over your own games. Yeah, I guess I would be more upset if I think the Lakers were capable of competing for a title, but I don't. I think we're <laughs> so just, seeding doesn't matter. I, I think we're just biding our time until the summer, and we'll see what happens with the star that Kendrick Perkins said is on the way. So that's what I'm waiting on as a Lakers fan. Like, I'm waiting on Donovan Mitchell's sweepstakes. That's what I'm waiting on. That's what I want as a Lakers fan. When we unlock those other tradable first-round draft picks this summer, that would give us, I think, three for the foreseeable future. 
let's wait until that happens. Let's bring in another superstar to pair alongside AD and Braun, and then we could talk about coming out of the Western Conference, getting back to an NBA Finals. So you're in hibernation mode. I'm in hibernation mode. I'm okay. good. I'm good. Just I, the, the hourglass emoji. That's how I feel with my Lakers fandom right now. Okay. I'm waiting. Okay. I'm waiting. We're still loading. We're still loading. We're not quite there yet. We're not ready for prime time. We're still loading. Got it. Yeah. I think you're going to wake up in the playoffs. I think you're underrating them a little bit. I'm just just throwing that out there. Anyway, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm underrating. I'm not underrating them. I'm, I'm not saying that they're not capable of winning a couple of playoff series. But we saw what happened last year. You don't think they can win a title? They, they didn't even get close to the Denver Nuggets. They didn't even get close. They didn't even pinch the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> It was a sweep. Four games. Get out of here. All right. We're done with you. I think the Clippers are going to win the, the championship. The Miami Heat put up more of a fight than the L.A. Lakers did. Damn right. Well, I mean, it's true. <laughs> I think the Clippers, I've been saying the Clippers are going to win the championship. So I think your best case scenario is if somehow the Clippers beat the Nuggets and then you end up against the Clippers. I'm giving a lot of There are too many teams in front of us that need disaster scenarios to happen. That in, is true. In order for the Lakers to get to that, the NBA That is finals. true. All right, um, so Justin Fields went on the St. Brown Brothers podcast, the two wide receivers, Amon Ra with the, um, with the Lions, and EQ, who was with the Bears and the Packers previously, and discussed whether or not he would want to stay in Chicago. Yeah, of course. Of course I want to stay. To be honest, bro, I'll be trying to, like, you know, with all the talk, it's, it's hard to, I guess, kind of just boom be in one place, but I can't see myself playing in another place. But I know how that league is. Like, EQ, you was probably the same way. Before you left Green Bay, but I mean, if it was up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I love right. the city. The city's lit. The the fans there, they're great, and mm-hmm. the people. But um, it's a business. I ain't got no control over it. So whatever right. happens, happens. But I feel like the biggest thing with all this going on right now, I just want it to be over. Just let me know if I'm getting traded. Yeah. Let me know if I'm staying. It's an act. Okay, a couple of things on this. Um, the let me know if I'm going to be traded. I found very interesting. I don't know that they're supposed to do that one way or another. It feels like every single time a general manager tells a guy you're not going to get traded or you are going to get traded, the opposite happens. Yeah. I don't know how it works. I've never been a general manager, obviously. If I were, I would have the conversation with Justin Fields of, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. We're exploring all of our options. We don't know what's going to happen. As soon as we do, we're going to let you know. But I can't tell him one way or another until then. If there's any chance they're not trading him, I can't tell him they're going to trade him or not trade him right now. Maybe I'm wrong on that. How do you guys view this situation now based on what he had to say? Well, I think Justin Fields has to be a professional about it. That's, that's the most important thing. You don't have any control over the process. The Chicago Bears are going to do what they do on their timeline. It's, it's team president Kevin Warren. It's GM Ryan Poles. It's Matt Eberflus. That brain trust, they're going to go through their due diligence, go through their process, and then they're going to notify you. But – Getting on podcasts, unfollowing them on social media, that doesn't do anything to clarify your status with the team. So I think this is a situation right now where it's best that you hibernate, where it's best that you take a step back. All right? Get out of the limelight. Get out of the public sphere. Focus on getting better, improving your craft, working out, watching tape, finding the areas where you can improve within the margins so you can be a better version of yourself going into 2024, whether it's with the Bears or with somebody else. So I think that has to be the focus if you're Justin Fields. And this is just a part of being an NFL player. The the prospects of potentially being traded, potentially being cut, that looms over every player, including quarterbacks. So if you're Justin Fields, I get it. There is the angst because you do want to know what's in store for your football future. But I don't know that this is the way to handle it right now. 
But I understand being a human being and feeling a certain type of way about it because you've poured in everything you had to this organization that was very dysfunctional at points. And a lot of the circumstances around you, you had no control over. And now despite everything you've given them and the growth that you've displayed, they are ready to cast you off seemingly. That's what the writing on the wall is. I think that's why he's unfollowing them because he's sick of all the rhetoric and the conversation about whether his future is in Chicago or not. So while it's probably not the best way to handle it, it's probably not the best thing to do to go on a podcast and discuss these things and put it out for the public consumption like that. I do understand also being a human being and feeling a little bit betrayed by this organization that you've given a lot to and the process in general. What's the timeline now? Like when does this need to happen one way or another? Or are we waiting on Caleb Williams making it clear to the Bears that he wants to be there? You know, it's interesting that you bring that up, though, because just do the compare and contrast between the two guys that are in the running to be the Chicago Bears starter next year. Have we heard anything from Caleb Williams? Yeah, one guy's Belichick, the other guy's the Cowboys. We've heard nothing from <laughs> Caleb Williams. Right. Nothing from his camp. Nothing. I don't know that he has a camp. But, but that's my point. Well, he's got his dad. Right. His dad's not shy about talking to media outlets, as we've seen. But my point is you've heard nothing <laughs> From him. Yeah. And, and and you listen to Justin Fields on this podcast, and it's just the unfollowing on social media, talking about the uncertainty of it all. Bro, take a page out of what Caleb Williams is doing. Don't talk to anybody. But does that scare you if you're the Bears? What, what do you mean? Because you don't know you? for sure that he wants to be there. It's not up to him, right? I mean, you can, even if he says, I don't want to play for your team, I want to play for my hometown Washington Commanders. You could say, that's cool. We're still going to draft you number one overall and guarantee you $50 million or whatever it is. Does it matter? Do you need the go-ahead from Caleb Williams? I guess my whole point is this. If you say nothing throughout the process, there's nothing to criticize. That's true. There's nothing to criticize. You don't open yourself up to a heightened degree of scrutiny based on something that you said when you opened your mouth up. So I guess that's my whole point. Like If you're Justin Fields, whether it's with the Chicago Bears or it's with somebody else, you show a level of decorum, a level of professionalism that makes somebody feel good about entrusting you to be their franchise quarterback, that makes somebody feel good about exercising your fifth-year option, which is due on May 2nd, that decision. It makes you feel good about somebody giving you a contract, paying you $45, $50 million a year. Like, those are the things that you want to display. Those are the intangibles. Those are the traits. And right now, Justin Fields ain't doing himself no favors by talking, even if it's on one of his teammates' podcasts. Like, there's sometimes, you can tell the truth, Smalls, but sometimes keeping it real can go wrong. Yeah. And this is one of those instances where you coming out and being transparent serves nobody but yourself. All, all, it, makes it, all it does is make you feel good in the moment, but it doesn't make you look good to your team right now or any prospective teams that are interested in trading for you. Doesn't this feel like I'm going to let everybody know I'm dumping them before they dump me? Yeah, it does. It gives that air. I'm unfollowing yeah. them. I'm going to go on a podcast and, and talk about it, that I don't want to see all this stuff because he feels the breakup incoming. So he's trying to get ahead of it just a little bit or have a little bit of control in, in how he's presenting himself in this situation. It absolutely feels that way. And I guess that's my point, Smalls. I, I understand being a human being, but sometimes you got to take care of business in a non-emotional way. I don't Good need point. to hear about all of your feelings. You don't need to put that on speakerphone, bro. We don't need that. We don't need that. Like, you, you put your Bluetooth earpieces in and you, you focus on your work. You focus on getting better. So he's like the flight attendant letting you know yeah, what's about to I happen. Don't need, I, don't, I don't need all of that, bro. I don't need all of that. But, and I guess that's my point. Like, if you're Justin Fields, less is more right now. As far as the timeline goes, Ev, I think this is something that the Chicago Bears need to get wrapped up by the end of the combine, which starts next Thursday. Like, they, they need to get this wrapped up because it's almost like musical chairs. 
And once all of the chairs get filled up with quarterbacks on the quarterback carousel, you lose leverage when it comes to the potential return you can get in a Justin Fields trade. So, I mean, the more vacancies, the more seats that are available, the better chances that you have if you're GM Ryan Poles of extracting maximum value for Justin Fields services in a trade. I just want to add one quick layer of context and detail to this because I think it's important to note. When I say... Don't they need to wait for Caleb Williams? Your answer has always been no, because you would rather have Drake May or Jaden Daniels Correct. over Justin Fields. Correct. And I think that's an important note Correct. here, is that somebody that played 11 years in this league that analyzes this league and is going to be doing the draft on ESPN Radio is telling you that Justin Fields, at best, would be the fourth-ranked quarterback in this draft. Yes, and that's not just me. That's other talent evaluators that work here and across the National Football League. Mm. That's what they're saying. Well, we only care about what you say. We're on Sportsman Mike on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. So are they uh, expanding the expansion? Is that what's happening now? What happened here exactly? Because <laughs> Pete Thamel, ESPN College Football Insider and Reporter, reported yesterday that there is a talk already of a 14-team playoff starting in 2026. We literally finalized the 12-team playoff yesterday. Or two days ago, excuse me. We talked about it yesterday. And now the expansion may expand. Do we like this idea or no? Yeah, I'm all about it because adding the two other teams and making it a 14-team playoff doesn't add more weeks to the actual playoff. What you're doing is taking away bye weeks for the third and fourth seeds in the college football playoff ranking. So as long as we're not talking about another week of playoffs, then I'm all for it. I I think it's a great idea. It it gives you a a format similar to what we see in the NFL, and everybody loves the NFL postseason. So, yeah, I I would be on board with it. I know that there are going to be teams that can't compete and actually win a title, but there could be teams that can knock off somebody in the early rounds on any given week. So I think that's probably the value in it. But, Smalls, as we all know, what's driving all of this in college football from conference expansion to playoff expansion is the revenue and the finances. 
And it's going to be really interesting to see the Big Ten and the SEC do this dance with the other two power conferences as well as the group of five conferences. Yeah, this is obviously all about the money. And part of me likes that they're being proactive and having these conversations about how they can evolve the college football playoffs as it moves forward. The other part of me is like, can't we just see what 12 is like first before we have conversations about expanding it to 14? Can't we just see how this plays out and then pick it apart and potentially move it forward from there? It just... It feels like this is just a, a money play, which is what a lot of this is about. But mm-hmm. I, I just wish that we would let something happen first before we talk about evolving it. Let's go even further on the extremes for expansion. Are we just heading towards the NCAA men's basketball and women's basketball tournament for college football at some point? Maybe not as many teams, but like, are we going to get to 32 teams at some point? Because it kind of feels like we're heading in that direction. That they're looking across the way at basketball and saying, you know, they have one thing over us. And that's the NCAA tournament. We're going to now beat them at that. We need to expand. But how do you do that and keep the regular season intact? This ain't basketball where you can pay 30 games. This exactly. is football. And we're talking about teenagers and young 20-somethings. I don't know if they can sign up to play 16, 17 games throughout a course of a season in the playoffs. So I think that has to be factored into the math, too. How do you expand the playoffs to that amount of teams and keep the regular season intact. I don't think that that's possible. So right now, so the there regu- is a limit in terms of how many teams they can expand the playoff to. Right now, the regular season has, if you win the conference championship, what, 14 games? Something like that, yeah. 14, 13, 14 or you're games. playing in the conference championship? Yeah. So a 32-team playoff would mean how many games? I'm not smart enough to figure that out. Three, four, something like that? Three or four extra no, it's games? Already, it's, it's already four games now. For the non-buy seats. Yeah. Right. So for so, eight of the 12 playoff teams, it's four games in order to get to a championship. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. There's That's no a question lot of about, games. Yeah. If, you, if you expanded to 32, what is that, two, at least two more rounds? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Did they That's eliminate? A That's a lot of games, dog. Do they eliminate the money games when you have the big-time school paying a smaller school a million dollars for them to show up to their no, campus? No, that's the preseason. We need that. <laughs> we need that. But I'm saying – Because you don't want to get knocked off early on in the regular season because your team ain't, ain't ready to go. Yeah. But here's here's the, the beef I have with the comparison to the NFL in terms of the postseason if we're having the same amount of teams, right, because we have seven in each conference. The NFL has standings, not rankings. It's clear where you are, and the, and because of college football with the multiple conferences, et cetera, it's rankings, not standings. And I think that's where this is going to get a little bit messy and a little bit gray in some of this. I just don't know why we need – I mean, I know why we need 14 because of money. I just can't believe one day after we talk about 12, we're now at 14, which means tomorrow we could be at 16. And that's the way it's going right now, and well, I don't know that we need this. Well, it's never too early to talk about money, Ev. I mean, when the NFL <laughs> expanded to 17-game regular season, they were already talking about an 18-game regular season. Yep. So, I mean, it's, not like, like it's never too early to have the conversation about money when it comes to regular season expansion, postseason expansion, etc. So, I, I think this is an inevitability. The fact that it's being floated so closely to when they approve the 12-team playoff lets me know this is a matter of when, not if. This is going to happen. And by creating the extra playoff spots, you're creating extra playoff games and thereby more revenue for the entire playoff field to share. And when the Big Ten and the SEC let it be known that the next time we're negotiating contracts for the playoffs, that the revenue sharing model ain't going to be what it is now. I think those other conferences, those other schools have to be hyper aware of trying to make the pie as big as they possibly can, knowing that they're going to get a smaller slice of it. How many teams every single year do you guys believe in college football really truly has a cha- have a chance by the end to win a championship? Maybe five. I would, yeah, I would, say, I would say there's probably a half dozen teams. Okay, so five or six we're looking yeah. at. What percentage 
of the postseason needs to be in that. Like, in other words, if you have five or six teams and you have 100 teams in the playoff, that's too low of a percentage. That's a waste of time, yeah. right? There's not a, So if we have five or six teams and then 12 teams total, that gives you a great thing of half the teams in the playoffs you could envision winning it all. Yeah. I think that's a great way of looking at it. But if you go less than half, I, it's like a waste of time in some cases. If you're going to look at a college football playoff and say only four or five or six of the 14 teams actually have a shot, isn't that too many? So you're saying in the early rounds we could face potentially a blowout. lot of blowout games. We've seen Un- blowouts in the college football playoff. I know. I know, which is another reason why I think it's a little early to have the 14 conversation right. when we haven't even seen how 12 bears out because it could be just that. It could be a huge talent disparity once we actually get into this thing and the games might not be as entertaining. That's the point. Is it too low of a percentage, the amount of teams that could actually win it all if we expand to 14? No, because I think the process with the selection committee has become highly politicized. And, and so there's a lot of scrutiny behind, you know, which one-loss teams we're going to allow in, one-loss teams versus undefeated group of five teams, strength of conference, strength of schedule, all of those different things get factored in. And sometimes you can have a really good team, i.e. Georgia, that gets knocked off in their conference championship game, be left on the outside looking in. Like you, you have those types of scenarios play themselves out where you've got you know the number three, number four team in the Big Ten or the SEC that's more than capable of knocking out a top three or four seed in the college football playoff. Exactly. And so I think that's the difference when it comes to overall playoff expansion because you have more chances of getting those types of teams into the playoff where they can really do damage. They can have something to say about who advances to the final championship. It is interesting, though. You know, Kevin Clark came on with us yesterday, ESPN and Omaha um, football podcast guy, writer, et cetera. He's great. I'm just looking at the standings here, which is why I stumbled. He said six is the perfect number, and I'm looking at it here. Last year, when everyone is healthy, that's exactly how many teams you could have seen win a Yeah, but I mean, listen, we say that about we love the NFL playoffs. Let me tell you something right now. There are only about a half dozen, a half dozen teams that can win a championship every single year. That's it. If we got a 14-team playoff in the NFL, there are only about six or seven teams that can win it. But that's half. That's like, it. Yeah. That's it. I, I think that's going to be interesting. Is Does this lead to blowouts, as Small said? Coming up, did Justin Fields ask out without even knowing it? Next. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.